0: thing really yes so if so like in in ancient near eastern culture you you have security or not based on who you're related to right Mm -hmm. so like blood relatives are a big deal so somebody pointed out that if you assume that it's moses son who gets circumcised who gets circumcised and then gets touched that when she does that what she actually says is you are is Now, you're definitely my blood relative, but she's saying that to someone who is her blood relative, because it's her son, and that is what makes it all okay, and they're like, you see what she did there? you see what she did there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) All right, so- Oh, I've got more coming today. Oh, boy. All right, let's bring it on, man. Just like, so- (laughs) So uh, Moses and Aaron, I, I, God's, God's telling Moses, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him my credentials and I'm going to stretch out my hand and I'm going to show him who Yahweh is. And by the way, there's going to be an audience. Other people are going to be watching too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the people, the, uh, the Israelite people, quite understandably, are no longer down. They're like, I'm not in anymore. Yeah, that worship service was nice. The thing with the snake was cool. But um, I have, a, I got a beat today. Yeah, because the Israelites are not excited anymore. Yeah, I, I got brick beatings. Um, they didn't beat them with bricks, obviously, because no, that's no, 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 but no. but but
0: they you know on account of the bricks.
1: Yes, on account of the bricks, and so they uh, and so they were no longer in, and so like, Moses was distraught, um, and so, so in any case, um, we we do get like a. Another expert genealogy here, which we are going to skip. entirely ignore. Uh, just because, like, <clears throat> hey, these people existed and they mattered, but they're not germane
0: to this discussion. Yes. So we're
1: going to skip it.
0: Uh, I, I th- again, I feel necessary to mention that with all the details we're going to talk about today, like, the, the basic outline that you're supposed to get the point of is very simple. Right? Like, Pharaoh says, I don't know who this god is. I'm not listening to him. God says, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, No, who are you? And God then is like, all right, we're gonna do plagues until you change your mind. Plague, 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 Pharaoh. Yeah, okay, they can go. I see who you are now. Like, right, so at a high level, like if you're getting that from the story, you've got the like you've got the important stuff. Right. And so all the stuff we're talking about, like we're gonna give some examples while not going into every single time this shows up in the story. We're gonna talk about things like those are details, and those are fun, and those, I think, like, enrich the story and make it more meaningful. But if you've got the basic framework, like, that's really the core of of how this story is used throughout the entire rest of the Bible.
1: Yes. Yeah, so... So so God tells tells Abraham, uh, Abraham, doggone Moses. God tells, God tells Moses, uh he's you know time to get back in there and he says I you know he he tells him a couple things he's going to do. He says I'm going to stretch out my hand. Boom. I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Mm. And uh, and then Oh, there's uh, so
0: such a long conversation we could have on that, but let's not right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> uh, and uh, when Pharaoh does not listen to you, I'm living in verse four, chapter seven. My hand, I I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring out my hosts, my people, the sons of Israel, from the land of Egypt by great judgments. And then it says, the Boom. Egyptians shall know yes. that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand on Egypt.
0: Which I I love that because. I found at least three times just like glancing through real fast before we started where God says he's doing all this so that Israel will know he is God. Like, yes. and, and really it's so that Israel will know that I am Yahweh and like I'm going to reveal myself by doing this. It's like, but there is also like you also see cases where God says, so the Egyptians will see who I am.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and Egypt is the superpower of the region. I mean, they, if, if something affects them this greatly, it is going to make it into like it, it's the merchants when they go to other places are going to carry this story and say, hey, we had this this whole troop of people in our land and they're gone now because their God completely ruined our king and just completely just like shanked him in front of everybody. And so, and and so like it's, yeah, so the Egyptians will know too. And so it's not just so that, it, so that Israel, like Israel needs to know so that they can, so they can believe in him. But the Egyptians need to know so that, when they get they like can believe wild, in them too. Yeah, when they get a wild hair at some point in time, they're like, hey, you know those guys over there that made their own nation? We should go take stuff from them. Their historians are like, hey, hang on, just a second. Do they still worship a guy they call Yahweh? like well yeah like why it's like past for now <laughs> hard past guys yeah and I'm like and it'll show up later in the history it's like Egypt will eventually come back and try and uh, ruin them uh, Egypt will will give them tributes at some point in time too they will have a, a relationship with Egypt in the future but this starts their relationship as a nation with Egypt by giving Egypt an understanding of their God yes
0: and uh, oh. yeah dad joke to go along with that. Let's go. So, what's happening here is they want to go out the God's saying, let my people go worship me, right? Give, give me glory, that sort of thing. And Pharaoh says, I don't know who this God is. I'm, I'm better than him. In fact, you want to go worship him? I'm going to make your work hard. God says, you know what? I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart so that Egypt keeps getting punched in the face. <laughs> in particular, Pharaoh does. Now, fun thing, making your work hard, the word hard there, and the thing that God does to Pharaoh's heart, like the description of Pharaoh's heart that keeps causing more and more problems, are both kavod. Well, they're not technically kavod, they're kaved, but that's not the point. They're like the same root. Fun thing about that word, that is also the word you use if you're trying to give God glory. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, tweaking the, tweaking the words a little bit, because like the idea is there, even if the exact word is not always consistent, it's like, basically... They say, I want to go give God glory. And Pharaoh says, no, I'm going to make your work glorious, by which I mean hard. And God's like, mm, you sure you want to do that? Maybe I'll make you hard. And as a result, all the bad stuff's going to happen because you're like that. Yes. It's just like, it's, it's a very poetic like slap. Oh, no, where'd that punch come from?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, it definitely, like, reeks of, like, a bunch of, like, Twitter clapbacks, though, right? Pretty much, yeah, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Was, like, I had a teacher in third grade, third grade, fifth grade named Mrs. Thompson, and uh, she could turn any word into a noun and a threat. <laughs> like, we'd say, like, Mrs. Thompson, can we have a cookie? She's like, ah, cookie, you. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means, but I'm scared. <laughs> and, and there was, like, oh, yes. we had a, uh, there, there's, like, a... Uh, There's a a chain word game you called a duck a what a duck a duck a what a what a duck a duck a duck and like and then like it was a great way to waste time and not do classwork which we were very intent on doing, and so we're like hey Mrs. Thompson can we do a duck a what she's like ah duck a what you like (laughs) I feel both threatened and frightened and entertained. I don't know what to do with my life. So, yeah. So God basically told
0: Pharaoh, I'll duck-a-what you. Speaking of getting duck a whatted
1: <laughs> There's no ducks in this next section. Moses and Aaron,
0: there are no ducks, but you know what there are? Snakes. Snakes, which eat, eat ducks. <laughs> At least they could. They, I see no reason why they wouldn't sometimes. They eat duck eggs. Uh, there you go. All right. So Aaron and Moses roll up into Pharaoh's house. Transition nailed. And they say, hey, Here's why you should do what we say about letting our, letting God's people go. Aaron throws his staff down. It turns into a snake. Unfortunately, Pharaoh is something less than impressed because his magicians do the exact same thing. Now there are a bunch of snakes rolling all over the floor. At that point, you're like, okay, well, that's a, that's a swing and a miss for the uh, God power thing. Because remember, this whole thing is like, who's really in charge here? Like, who is God? Is he really the kind of thing, the kind of person with enough power to make Pharaoh do what he says? So at that point, the unexpected happens, and Aaron's snake eats the other snakes, and you're like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and
1: at this point in time, it's just a, it's, a, it's an exercise in punditry, yeah. because, you know, like, everybody can walk away and tell their people that they walked away with a win, uh, because, uh, you know, like the The Israelites can walk away and say like our snake ate his snake, you know, like our our snake ate his snake, and the other guys can say like our guys made the same snakes, they made more snakes, you know, whatever. If they ate them, but like their 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 God isn't any different than what our human magicians have. So like you know w- whatever you got, like you know, like show you know, you know pull pull the other
0: one, and they of course get you know tossed out on into the street again. Which interesting fact, so. Turning a staff into a snake is actually, like, a parlor trick in the Middle East. It's fairly common even today um, because there are certain snakes that you can, like, They basically they have a nerve cluster that you can jam your your uh, finger into and they'll just go rigid. And you, 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 people can even, like, touch them and you can use them to, for a walking stick and whatnot, but then when you throw them down, the force of that jars them awake and they start being a snake again. However, regardless, like... The point of the story is clearly not. Oh, well, they could probably have used this trick. Like, the point of the story is something crazy is going on, and this is like God's competing power kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you can you can try and demystify this all you want to, and and the point still comes back to the idea like you know like God has sent these guys here, and they are going to show increasingly more dramatic signs. And Pharaoh's people are going to replicate them a couple of times. And whether or not you believe, no, they actually had uh, empowerment from their local gods because you believe that there were actually like, you know, like whatever spiritual powers they're present in the area. Or if you think they just like, they found a way to hack nature. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, the, the point is still, God is going to compete with the power of a superpower and come out way on top. Like the, the next day... God sends Moses and Aaron out to the river and says, okay, strike the water. And the entire river becomes blood. Uh Uh-oh. And I I referred to this last time, or I'll refer to it again. There's nothing more poetic than turning the Nile River blood, because that's where they threw all their babies.
0: Yeah, because Pharaoh's been trying to kill all all the Hebrew children, and now all of a sudden, like, the source of life in Egypt turns to blood.
1: Yeah, and, and that, this is 80 years ago now, because Moses is 80. And so this will have been something that will have lived in their history. If for 80 years, you point to the Nile and say, for a time, they were throwing all of our male children into that river, and we lost an entire generation of men because of that wackadoo who's up there in the palace the you know the, the Nile for them is not going to be a friendly thing. Yeah, it, it like it waters the crops, but it's going to be a bitter symbol for them. And when suddenly it become that that bitter symbol becomes very clearly like, no, look, this is this is literally our people's blood on your hands. It's it's it's
0: it's a beautiful sign. And of course Pharaoh's magicians, they replicate the thing. Yeah. And- Some somehow they do the same thing. Which Yeah, you can have all sorts of questions like, wait a second, if all the water in Egypt was blood, where did the magicians get water to turn into blood? Or how did they manage to replicate? Like, calm down. I think you're missing the point here. Yeah. The point here is, again, we're having a god fight, and two important things have happened. First, Pharaoh's magicians have managed to replicate the miracle, so it's like they're still on even ground. But at the same time, Pharaoh's magicians have managed to turn, like, a few pitcherfuls of water to blood, and God has managed to turn, like, the Nile River. Yes, to blood,
1: yes, and and so like they're, they're like okay, and and this this counts as like you know it's, it's considered one of the plagues, yes, <laughs> y- yeah, more than a little bit because it's their water source, yeah. man. What if you just can't drink it water anymore? Yeah, it's like because like you know you can go a couple months without water, right? Because just, oh, no. just go down to the street to the local like Dasani store and buy some bottled you know Nile water pre blood. Oh wait, none of that exists. No, <laughs> and so. Um, and so it, uh, there, there's, there's an interesting caveat at the end of this, this part of the story where it says, uh, um, so in verse 24 of chapter 7, it says, So all the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink of the water of the Nile. That, this is the first time that it actually mentions the fact that the Egyptian people themselves are, are uh, inconvenienced by this throwdown that's happening. So it's not just the Israelite people who are inconvenienced because their work is harder. It's not just Pharaoh who is being told, hey, you're not the most powerful thing in the land. And I mean, imagine thinking, like being told that you are the representation, the human representation of your pantheon on the earth. And you know in your heart of hearts that you are not a living God. Like you could work real hard on, on fooling yourself, but at the end of the day, you're like you're like you sneeze and hit your head on a wall. You're like, mm, I'm so not a god <laughs> And so you can you can fake it till you make it some days, but you know, he is he he is being told he's up against a god and he just saw his entire water supply for his nation become unusable. And seven days, seven days it was like that, man. So seven days later
0: It keeps going. (laughs) So again, so they said this before the first one, because you weren't doing what God said, water to blood. Now they're like, okay, now we're going to bring frogs all over the place. Now some people have pointed out that a bunch of frogs is really more of an inconvenience than a plague. Which is completely valid. But that doesn't mean anybody's excited about, like, thousands of frogs all up in their house all the time. <laughs> frogs are gross. Anyway. <laughs> frogs are really gross. And, like, and lots of frogs is even grosser. So, interestingly, Pharaoh starts negotiating at this point. Uh-huh. Like, he's not just saying <laughs> no anymore. Now he's like, okay, fine. Let's talk. Let's talk. Um...